That was two minutes. I. When somebody minutes. says, when somebody says, "Give you a minute," that means sixty seconds. Does. Yeah. It doesn't mean one hundred and twenty seconds. Hmm. One minute. One minute. In fact, I think I took less than a minute. Maybe. But you didn't tell me you were done. Do I got to tell you everything I do? Uh, Steve, when it comes to being prepared to do the show. <laughs> I well, then know I've what, already told you everything I've done. I should know what the fuck's going on, right? Maybe. Well, I think so. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I don't think we're sure of anything. Well, that's true. But you never know. Never. So... I guess I screwed up, Steve. You screwed up. Yes. No. Well, see, I was under the assumption that tonight's show was about Dracula. Well, as was I. Because I uh, messaged our producer. Yes. And he told me um, we're doing true stuff behind Dracula. Right, right. I, re so, I recall talking about that last week after the show. Yes, so... So I um, announced the show that way. Right. I saw that. Titled the show that way. Mm -hmm. And um, then he informs me, it's not going to be that much about Dracula. What? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, that's, that's what but I get. But there is some Dracula in it? I guess. Yeah, there's yeah. a little Dracula. Well, We're not going full Dracula, though. Just a, but, just a, just a little Dracula. We've we've let our viewers down, our listeners down. I guess so. I mean, because I'm... we promised them Dracula and nothing but Dracula. Yeah, there's gonna be some Dracula. Calm your tits. It's supposed to be all Dracula. Yeah, I found to suck your blood. You know that that stuff. Did you have to? Yes. Fucking <laughs> jackass. <laughs> it's pretty good to be fair. I even used the. Uh, I don't know the the uh, the vaunt instead of want. Yeah, good for you. Transylvanian yeah. accent. That's it. That's what I was looking for. That's what you. That's what you went for. Yeah. So I think I did a bang up job at it too. You're the best, Steve. I am. Don't let anybody tell you different. Jesus, YouTube's acting up tonight. What's it doing? Well, I just wouldn't let me click on it. Stupid YouTube. That stupid fucking YouTube. What am I going to do with it? Continue to use it because there's no other platform that works as good as YouTube. <laughs> Pretty much at this point. <laughs> they wouldn't let us on Twitch. Oh, sure they would. No, I don't but think they who, would. Nobody why, would watch it. Why wouldn't they? Well, Twitch has higher standards than YouTube. About, but like, how, how so? Well, you know, we swear a lot. Yeah. Oh, that makes us bad. Fuck yeah. Twitch. Because we're potty mouths? Yeah. Did you hear Squatch's Lounge YouTube channel got shut down? <laughs> I mean, oh. Did it? Yeah. What happened? Apparently, uh, Jeff got three strikes and they shut his channel down. Oh. Huh. What's, what were these strikes involving? I mean, what did he do, allegedly? Uh... Copyright, probably. Oh, so probably uh, somebody who 
he was using their story or their photos filed claims yeah huh yep or he was probably playing something on the air probably that he probably didn't have the rights to yeah. play I'm, I'm just speculating i'm not accusing but that can happen oh it's happened to all of us i mean it's happened to me i've gotten strikes for that shit, even though it's fair use and right i used a, i think on one of my um parody things i used a uh a karaoke version of something that wasn't even exactly like the version and i still got nailed for it yep you can mm -hmm. yeah it was it's you have to be very careful. And there's all kinds of, like, that's why you will almost never hear us play anything on this show. Yeah. YouTube because, don't play, yo. Well, yeah, well yeah, because, because you, you can have your video ripped down oh, yeah. for playing audio of someone else's. Yep. You can only use a, a certain, I mean, you can go, what was that website we used to use? It was Innotech or something. It was for royalty free stuff. Oh, royalty, royalty free, free music, music and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. and YouTube has their own section for that stuff now. Yep. Used to be back in the day, YouTube had music that you could use, but a lot of that was copyrighted and you could get you could get a flag for using the music you got straight from YouTube. But now YouTube has copyright free or royalty free section that you can use. So huh. I just don't put music in anything anymore. Yeah, I mean it, it like I did with all, all I used all royalty free music on the you know the intros to the show back in the day and the and the forty and slip bedtime stories. That was all royalty free music. Um, and I haven't had a problem, you know, knock on wood. But you know, YouTube's been changing everything so much. Oh lately. God, I had a video up for it must have been three years now. Was that dogs having sex video and the one passed out? That oh dog yeah, 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 yeah. I just got a copyright strike on that, and I'm not even monetized anyway. They took my monetization away a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, the for the entire channel. But I got. Right. I mean, this video has been up for three years at least. And yeah, it yeah. It, it it's gets ridiculous. It really does. It gets, it, and it's kind of the point now where they're trying to regulate everything and i it gets so taxing so the bet the only thing you can really do on youtube anymore is sit there in the quiet and not say anything and you'll be fine pretty much yeah. <laughs> but even then you'll get done for not producing decent quality content yeah you just won't go anywhere in a search search rate uh the algorithm yeah fuck the algorithm it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, you ready to um, be wowed, Steve? Uh, am I, I'd probably have to go to a different YouTube channel for that, but I'll, you, I, you I might. Try. Yes, yes <laughs> I, I agree. Um, but are you ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because uh, I, I don't want it's you to. It's like when you're on hoarders. When you're on hoarders, you know, and they're asking, are you ready to go inside this house that you haven't walked into in 25 years and see what it looks like today? Yeah, no, hmm. not quite ready, but as ready but, as I'll ever be. But you're going to go with it. I'm going to try. All right. This is the 40 and Slip, episode 53, The Legend of Dracula. Maybe. Kind of. <laughs> sort of. Somewhat. No. 
<laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's just not going to be that much about that, Steve. And we're we've been duped. All right. Well, we're going to find out. What do you I, got, I Richard? Think, I, I think we are. Yeah. Well, it was going to be about the legend of Dracula. However, it turned out that all that Vlad the Impaler stuff isn't really connected to Dracula at all. Why not? I'm well, upset Bram, now. Bram Stoker made up Dracula for his novel in 1897. Well, everyone... obviously he fucking made it up. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> it's a story about vampires, dude. Yes, but vampires actually exist. Oh, Jesus. Oh. We're not fucking doing this again. You don't <laughs> believe that shit. Don't die. Don't so, die. Richard, you come from a mystical land, but you don't believe that shit. Are you sure? I might believe in vampires. I'm fucking positive. <laughs> Well, we're, let's let's let him talk a little and see. No, like I, before we get into tonight's topic, there's more pressing matters to contend with, Steve. Uh oh. The, uh, we 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 have to take a moment. Okay. Um, Richard hmm. has had some uh, sex. That well, has yeah. that has something to do with it, I think. Ooh. Yeah, no. I think that might have something to do with it, <laughs> um, but has had some interesting occurrences. Happens. I don't know. I haven't asked yet. I wanted it to be organic and on the show. Um, okay. But I, I think he has an update on a story that he told us, but that the, the listeners are not aware of. Oh, vampire sex. Yeah, vampire sex. <laughs> yeah, that's Go ahead, so, I uh, update. Yes. So are you wait, ready no, to come clean but, to the listeners no, you, now? You have to. Now, now Richard. You have to tell the backstory. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to tell all of it. Okay, all, all right. right. <laughs> Give me a second. We won't even we won't even interrupt you this time. Okay. And by the way, I, w I just want to put this out to the listeners: you're getting a treat right now. Oh yeah, because Richard does not like to talk about his own stuff. Never. So, right. take it away, Richard. Well, yeah, like, as a paranoid schizophrenic, it makes me deeply uncomfortable to talk about my personal life on live on the internet, even to such a few a small amount of people. But this story is just simply too bizarre not to share. <laughs> it's right up the four-inch slip alley, and I couldn't let this happen All without right. talking about it. So the backstory is simple. About three or four weeks ago, I got laid. Now that yeah. in of itself... <laughs> amazing right there that in of itself is well news enough to make it to the 40 inch slip but the story <laughs> gets you <laughs> high five man hey man you got laid that's good stuff but the story takes a dark wait, turn wait wait, wait 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 was the sex good uh it was as mediocre good as, well, yeah it was average? above average, above above average. average. Yeah. so she wasn't that crazy I mean, she didn't just lie there like a dead fish, but, you know, she... Right. I got you. That great. Yeah, okay. Above average, we like. Okay. Okay, continue. So afterwards, I was also, you want to get something to eat now? And she was all, no, I have to get up back to my husband. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is what a woman normally says when you get done having sex with her. Which is... <laughs> you ask her if she wants dinner. Which is something they, you know, should mention before, in my honest opinion, if I'm being right. complete. Yeah. But, you know, I was, I was like, oh, all right, then chalk that one up to bad luck. <laughs> I felt a little bad, but not too bad, because I didn't know, so I didn't feel like I'd done anything wrong. 
<laughs> Anywho, three weeks later, you know, I think, well, I'm off the hook now. I'm barely even thinking about it. But because, again, because of my mental problems, it's still in the back of my mind. It still makes me a little bit worried. But it's not, it's like fading. I get like a horrible, abusive text message from her husband. Because oh. For reasons best known to herself, she's decided to tell him. Which is what you do. <laughs> Which is well, obviously yeah. what you well, do. It was the overwhelming guilt, I'm guessing. Hmm. Well, <laughs> crazy schizophrenic <laughs> dude. I got to tell you about this, man. <laughs> well, not exactly. You see, uh, well, so like, as I said, you know, this sort of thing really freaks me out. I panicked. I panicked like a bitch. And I talked <laughs> to the only man I know who has so much experience with women. <laughs> oh, God. Don't say could, Chris York. Please don't say Chris York. That could help me through it. I turned to Chris York. Oh, God. <laughs> Why would you go that route? Because, you know, he's got a track record of getting out of difficult situations involving oh, yeah. women. Yeah, you're right. Well, I don't know. If it was I don't know if I've gotten out of them all that well. <laughs> well yeah, you're still here, ain't you? So another uh, gold medal. Still alive. Despite the hopes of many. Mm. <laughs> so he said to me, hey, just don't sweat it. You haven't done anything wrong. Call the man up and just explain it to him. <laughs> he told you to call the guy. Yeah, yeah. I, he guy. fucking text messaged him. I'm like, dude, if yeah, I were yeah. you, I'd call him back and fucking lay into him. All right. All right. You're not the one at fault here. You didn't do anything no. wrong. No? Okay. So, How'd that call... work out for you? Well, I'm getting there. Right. So I call the dude, and he doesn't answer that night. And I tell Chris, he's not answering. I'll keep trying him. And Chris was like, no, no, keep trying until we get a hold of him, this fuckwad. He's the one in the wrong here, not you. <laughs> so I didn't get a hold of him. This was Friday night, and I didn't get a hold of him until late Saturday. Um, you kept trying. I kept huh. trying. Yeah. He he'd rang me up uh, drunk at 2 a.m. Saturday yeah. morning, as I predicted, to lead another abusive message on my voicemail so i was like no i'm not having this hanging over my neck you know <laughs> i'm gonna fucking sort this out All right. so i finally get a hold of him and i'm like dude listen i'm really sorry and everything but i genuinely didn't know she was married you know and i stopped seeing her as soon as i did know well he took that about as well as you could expect there was a lot of recrimination <laughs> yeah, yeah a lot of abuse a lot more threats you know, I was going to have yeah. my head shoved up my arse. And, you know, just as I was about to hang up and call my mate uh, to sort this out, you know, put a posse together or whatever, he's, he breaks down and, I oh, shit you not, this is where the story gets a little bit bizarre, he starts crying. <laughs> well, I mean, let's face facts, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much this motherfucker's gone through this, but he just found out his wife cheated on him. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I get yeah. that. But, you know, you don't really cry, don't to, cry the to the dude. guy. Yeah, <laughs> screwing you on your back. <laughs> okay, but, Fair but the story the story gets worse. Okay, I'm not I'm not at the bizarre part yet. So he's crying. Now if a I don't know if it's sexist or whatever, but if a woman cries to me, I know exactly what to do. But if a guy cries at me, I literally have no idea what to do. <laughs> what the I'm fuck, like, dude? That's what I would say. I'm like, uh, 
I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry this happened. And then he goes, and I'm going to remember this to the day I die because it was such an insane statement. But he turns to me and he says, uh, oh, I know you lied to me. I know you lied to me because of all the text messages and emails and pictures you've sent her. And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally have. I've never even texted her. Uh, <laughs> I've met her like a bunch of times at the Ferret Club. And, uh, you know, after we screwed, I just cut her out of my life. <laughs> so there's another guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you, so, the guy who fucked his wife, is the one who has to tell him. <laughs> so he's like, "No, I know it's you. I know it's you." And I was like, "Well, send me a picture." So, oh God, you, know, you wanted to see the pictures? Yeah, no, I wanted him to show me the pictures, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm going to do a FaceTime call with you right now." So we did the FaceTime <laughs> thing. And I was like, "Look, you, you can see it's not me," and he was like, "Oh my God, it's actually not you." <laughs> 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 so it turns out that there's this completely other guy that's been screwing his wife behind her, his back and I'm the one copping the blame for it as you should <laughs> it's, it's, it's the kind of thing you see happening in a sitcom you don't expect it to happen in real life wow so did you guys like become best buddies after this and well, to shut this other man down. And... Well, I I'm not sure what the protocol is in this situation, <laughs> if I'm honest. I mean, do, I mean I'd get, we... if I were you, I'd just get out of the fucking situation altogether. Well, that's, 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 pr that's pretty much what I've done. I've, I've ceased all communication <laughs> with both of them, and I'm like, yeah, screw this noise. This is not for me. But... Yeah, that's, that's a pretty oh, fucked up situation right there. <laughs> so he thought, he thought, his wife, yeah, I might have cheated on him one time, and that was cool and all. Or not cool and all, but, you know, bad enough. And then you have to be the guy that breaks it to him. <laughs> Dear God. Wow. Oh, those spirits the most you in so much bizarre trouble. thing that's ever happened to me. And I felt like it was worth bringing up on the show. It was definitely worth it. That was some gold. <laughs> I mean, you you just fucking wrecking homes all over the place <laughs> based on text messages that you didn't send. Couldn't he yeah. just reference the number against... I, I, yeah, yeah. You, if, if he, he texted you and got in touch with you, he must have known that the numbers were different. It was email and Facebook messages. Oh, but your name is Richard. Yes, and, and this other guy guess... was called Anton. <laughs> well, that's where well, you, that's, okay. those Anton. Those two names are so similar. Yeah. Right, but he didn't know my name was Richard. <laughs> All he had was my number, which uh, she gave him for reasons. Again, obviously she really to throw him it. off to throw him off the trail of Anton. Yeah, That's obviously she really likes this Anton dude and wanted me to get my ass kicked and not him. Anton's <laughs> giving her a better beef injection than you did. <laughs> Anton's such a British name too. Yeah, mm. I need to uh, yeah get some tips from him. <laughs> and how to you know, please the women. Wow. Well, yeah, you know. I, I mean, you know, it's it sucks because in a case like this, you went through all this bullshit, and the sex was just like a little above average. Yeah, it wasn't fantastic. You know, like uh, at least if it was like crazy good, you could be like, well, at least I got some fucking good sex out of it. 
it was a little bit above average for Richard, but apparently not good enough for her because the first because thing she says to you, <laughs> well, the first thing she says to you is, "Oh, I got to go to back to my husband." <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it's a whole so I'm situation. guessing she didn't have a similar experience. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Not Poor to bring Richard. you down a notch or anything. I'm just no, 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 no. It's fine. Everybody's no. different, you know. Everybody's. I, I accept it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go have dinner. Nah, my husband wouldn't like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even considered that until now. Thanks for that, Steve. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, I just wanted to, you know, bring you down to earth. I didn't want you to think that just because it was above average for you, it was above average for her. Yeah, thanks for that amazing I mean, blow to my Steve, you're, you're awesome. You got to think about you're the women. Birds. You got to you got to think about her a little. You know how'd she feel? I don't frankly care at this point. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he gives a fucking sweet shit. He's just glad to be out of the situation. Buying and I gave her an STI. I mean, what do you okay. want me to? Say? Okay, so um, <laughs> you met her at the fair club, correct? Yeah, she's an associate of a friend of mine. Is she still hanging out at the ferret club? Yeah, I've been avoiding the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't let her ruin your ferret camaraderie. No, I can and I will. <laughs> I'm not That's getting nuts. involved with her ever. <laughs> She's mental, all right? Proper. Obviously. <laughs> Who needs Dracula? Jesus Christ, what do you need somebody to draw you a diagram? She's obviously <laughs> fucked up. Well, I wish her and Anton. Here's the flow chart. Had sex with a guy. <laughs> told him I got to get home to my husband. Crazy. Had an, had an, had sex with another guy. and blamed it on the first guy. <laughs> like, I mean, she should have like at least made you aware of it. Well, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey. By the way, I'm married, but you know, I like you. And yeah, let's, let's you know, fuck. Fuck. hey. And if you're okay with it after that point, still all good in my book. Like, yeah, you're not the one fucking making that. the mistake. Yeah. yeah. That's the way I feel about it. I agree. You know, <laughs> too often people get pissed off at the other person rather than the person they're with. Well, yeah, and that's a normal normal reaction, though. It's an idiotic reaction. It is, but it's still normal. It's easier to get mad at the other person. Yeah, but the blame should be directed in the proper place. If you're not thinking clearly in that situation. Well, people should take a moment. So from now on, Richard, the first thing you need to ask the next the next woman is, are you married by chance? Before <laughs> we can avoid gotta ask kind of, are you married? <laughs> and I'm if cool so, with it, just let me know. Get that get that out of the way. <laughs> and if so, are you also having an affair with someone else that you will blame me for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that your husband will blame me for. Do you know anybody named Anton? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hear he gets around. Well, fucking Anton's just Anton's, slinging dick all Anton's, over fucking England. Anton's getting all the glory and Richard's over here getting all the fucking blame. That's not right. It's the way Say it <laughs> Good story. Hey, I'm glad you shared that shit, man. <laughs> that was that that brightened up my day. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I felt that like it had to be shared on this show. <laughs> this show was built for that kind of story. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> uh, fuck yeah! Yeah, that was good stuff. Good so, stuff. Dracula. So Dracula, or, or lack thereof. 
or <laughs> yes, the lack thereof, vampires, whatever the fuck this show is going to be about. Um, so uh, where do we start, Richard? Well, we start with the legend of Dracula, obviously. It was uh, okay. uh, the uh, character in uh, Bram Stoker's 1897 novel. And, you know, a lot of people think or thought that it was based upon a Romanian priest called Vlad Tepes or Vlad the Entailer or Vlad Dracul. Vlad Dracul. Who was a bit of a bastard. But it turns out that it it's all bullshit. But it was actually Bra Vlad the plumber. <laughs> <laughs> he impaled people with his high prices. <laughs> Vlad, Vlad the the uh, uh fuck I ah, god damn it. <laughs> Fucking spit it out in time. Yeah. Fuck. But anyway. Yeah. So well, like a good producer, I looked pretty deeply into the whole Vlad the Impaler thing, and then I discovered that it was complete bullshit. Bram Stoker never even heard of Vlad the Impaler, and this connection is purely made in people in some idiot's lives who was re reading too much into the whole thing. Trying to bastards. make the connection? Yeah, trying to make... Was he more like Vlad the Landscaper? <laughs> no, Vlad Tepes was a complete cunt. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh yeah, that's, that is true. That is very true that he was an actual bloodthirsty cunt, but his connection to Dracula is nil. He huh. impaled people, so he was, you know, not a good man. Yeah, he was a bastard. Mm -hmm. For sure. Hmm. A Romanian total cock, but you know, I couldn't really do the entire show based on that because it was a total lie. Hmm. And we, you know, are bastions of the truth. We hold integrity above everything else, ladies and gentlemen. Do you we? matter <laughs> too much to us for us to lie to you. <laughs> so I threw together 10 other vampire myths and I thought, yeah, that's a good one. Good enough. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll have a cigar and a brandy and congratulate myself. <laughs> Myth number one. Okay, so looking at the plethora of wimpy, tween-friendly vampire books and movies that have given us in the last few years, it's easy to forget that vampires began life as something a lot different and a lot scarier. Mm. Centuries ago, our ancestors would quiver with dread at the mere mention of the word, which isn't surprising when you consider just how downright unsettling and macabre the mythology of vampires can be. Consider the following 10 vampires taken from the traditions of 10 different countries, which even by the standards of our ancestors managed to stand out as some of the creepiest creature mythology has to offer. Did you actually write that? Yeah, I think he did. Silence. <laughs> I muted myself. What? Sorry. Did you actually write that? No, I ripped it off. <laughs> Does he write anything? No, I, just I, I'd like to uh, uh, at least cite your source. Uh, oh yeah, okay. YouTube could shut us down for that shit. Yeah, carry on, Richard. He's looking I, up the I source. Th I threw him off. <laughs> He's fucking completely thrown off right now. Thrown off. Just give me a sec here. Do, uh, do, 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 do. 
I've literally lost the source. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Here's the thing. He's got he's he's got his dungeon in the basement, and there's this guy down there turning this wheel for his internet. <laughs> so that yeah. he has power. <laughs> That's right. It's torture. I, I agree. That's the way they do it over there. That, well, yeah, everything over there is based on dungeons and everything. Everything runs off slavery, right? Well, yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Near medieval land. If you've got uh, slaves, you know. No, they're serfs, aren't they? Uh, Isn't that what they yeah. were back in the day? Yeah, they didn't call them slaves. That would be racist or something. Mm, no, not necessarily. Well, it might be by today's right. standards. Right, I agree. But, um, yeah, so, anyway, continue. Anyway, um, so, number 10, the Calacazaro. The Calacazaro? Yeah, the Calacazaro. Okay. Mm. Spends most of the year in the netherworld and only emerges on the 12 nights between Christmas and the Epiphany. Oh come on! What the fuck is related? To, it's related to Christmas. It re only emerges on the twelve nights between Christmas and Epiphany. What? What? I, I had an Epiphany once. The twelfth day of Christmas, January fifth. Yeah, and then you fucking gave let somebody know, and they were like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> no, Steve. That was just a mediocre thought. Yeah. <clears throat> Anywho, Epiphany. Anywho. Epiphany. And it's probably because it knows that those are the nights we're most likely to be too drunk on eggnog to run away. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's a fiendish vampire. Cunning. Though just the size. Lazy, of... it sounds like. He waits for everybody to get drunk. Well, maybe, well, just, maybe that's just the way he... He's an opportunist, Steve. Yeah. Well, he's, the, imagine... he's the Bill Cosby of vampires. <laughs> oh... Too soon. <laughs> no, it isn't. Who's, who says? It's never too soon. Is it not? No. Hmm. All right. Fair enough. Moving on. And uh, probably because, yeah, drunk on eggnog. Though just the sight <laughs> of its black, twisted face, red eyes, and fang-filled mouth are enough to sap the holiday spirit out <laughs> of any party it crashes, the Calacazaro isn't content with merely ruining everyone's fun and will tear apart anyone it encounters with its long claws before devouring them. According mm -hmm. to Greek law, any child born between Christmas and the Epiphany will eventually become a Calacazaro. Mm. Pretty scary. Whew, but my, fear my kid not. Was born in November, I'm good. Yeah. yeah he's he's going to be fine. Yeah. But fear not, parents. There is a cure. All you have to do is hold... Put a stake through the heart of that fucking kid. <laughs> Close. Right. What do you got to do, Richard? What do you got to do to cure your child from being a All you have to do is hold your doomed newborn infant's feet over a fire. Until... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, hey. <laughs> until its toenails are singed. Thereby... Is that where... Is that where the saying comes from? Hold your feet to the fire? Yeah. I bet you. Maybe. Hmm. Okay, toenails singed. Yeah. Right. Calico vampires. I'm, I'm with you. 
Okay. So, thus breaking the curse. But what would the holidays be without a family reunion? Touchingly, the Calacazaros remembers its family from back when it was human, and it's known to eagerly seek out its former siblings wherever it goes, oh, only nice. to devour them when it oh. finds them. Oh, yeah. Like a normal family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that sounds like pretty much every Christmas family holiday I remember. <laughs> yeah, me too. Hmm. Yeah. So, I like this Calicazaro dude. Yeah, he just physically does what everybody does to each other emotionally over the holidays. Right. right. Gotcha. <laughs> he just cuts to the chase. Right. Fuck, that, the fuck chase. that yelling and screaming shit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Calicazaro. So that's a Calicazaro. Pretty scary, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. No, I'm, I'm not really scared. Okay, so what about number nine, the most disgusting entry on this list? The Penangalin. Ooh. A creature that looks like a woman by day. That is scary. Wait a minute. Does he have a magic act in Las Vegas? (laughs) Penn and Teller. Oh, oh. Yeah, very clever. Woo, Chris. Okay. But it looks like a woman by day, but detaches its head from the rest of its body at <laughs> night to go off flying in search of victims. With its spinal column and all of its internal organs dangling from its neck. How does that even make sense? This is an actual Malaysian legend, not something people made up. The oh. organs glow in the dark for that cool <laughs> oh, retro look. And can be used like tentacles to remove any obstacles the Pentagon gangolin comes across it could also grow its hair at will for the same purpose that is creepy yeah well how does it see it took its head off it's a head it's a head it's got eyes in it steve oh the head is what flies right yeah the head with all its organs dangling underneath it so the body just you know like it's a a big fucking moving light bright Hmm. the body just lies around until it reattaches Hmm. But what is confusing about this, Steve? What I, I really want to know does the it, it would be scarier or creepier if the body did something while the head was doing something else, instead of just lounging on the couch until the the head gets back. It's like it's not even scary. Hmm. I'm it's, just saying. You're telling me that if you saw a glowing head with all the ang organs dragging below it you wouldn't be a little bit scared i might get a little you know nervous <laughs> anxious Steve, huh. you got anything, like, anything i can sell on ebay <laughs> <laughs> oh you're not using that body anymore <laughs> wonder what that Fetch would go a few quid <laughs> jesus so when uh, it spots a house the penna ganglin will zero in on it and try its hand at a little breaking and entering. If successful... It doesn't it, have any hands. doesn't need doesn't hands. It uses its tentacle. Uh, if successful, it will devour any newborn babies within. This thing is a floating head with dangling organs and it eats babies. How are you not scared? Well, now I'm scared. I mean, uh, I've got a lot of babies in the house. <laughs> shut up, Steve. <laughs> if the house can't be broken into, 
the pen gangolin will instead stretch out its incredibly long tongue under the house and make it slither through the cracks <laughs> between the floorboards to gain access to the sleeping occupants. Once the tongue finds its way to your bedroom, it will stick itself <laughs> into you and the pen gangling will use it as a straw to drain you from blood to death from a distance. Why is that funny? Because it doesn't make any sense at all. It's a Malaysian vampire. It's not a vampire. Vampires don't detach their heads and fly through the air and stick their tongues in you. How the hell do you know that? Well, how many other vampires on the list do that? How many vampires have you seen, Steve? Oh, you're right. I haven't seen very many. That's right. I've seen three, and one of them detached its head. Oh, well. That's also bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, So that's number nine. That's number nine. You had to make it a long list, didn't you? Oh, well, they're short entries. No. But, uh,. At the end of every night, the pen gangling has to pickle its entrails by soaking them in vinegar so they'll shrink <laughs> What? Really, is that really part of the legend, or you just make that shit up? That's part of the legend. <laughs> it has to pickle its <laughs> It pickles its onion, its uh, organs. <laughs> so, so, here we are. <laughs> so we can go down to number eight. pickle. <laughs> I just want to ride my broke and interviews. crazy, man. Are they? Or are they just... Sorry to our Malaysian listeners. That's why that flight went down. That's probably it. That's the pen gallon. Or the pen ganglion, or whatever you called it. That's what happened. Pen ganglion. If the pen ganglion was in charge of that flight, it would probably still be in the air. Maybe. It would be flying under its detached head. That's right. Hmm. All right. So the up here may look like an ordinary Russian person. It may even have the ability to walk in broad daylight like a Russian Hmm. person. But a Russian person, it isn't. Behind its innocuous facade. That's right, because Russian people are far more scary. Hmm. That's true. It hides a vicious vampire that will gladly pass up all the vodka in the world if it meant tasting a single drop of your blood. Mm. In fact, its love of blood is so great that after tearing into you with its metal teeth, it might just eat your heart for kicks. The upier also loves children. <laughs> Upyers. <laughs> preferring the taste of their blood and always making a point of feeding on them first before draining their parents. So doesn't... wait, all these vampires so far prefer babies and children. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Pedophiles. That's what they are. No, they just prefer virgin blood, and most children are virgins. All right. Most predators do prey on the weak, Steve. Yeah. No, it's the virgin blood thing. I'm telling mm. you. Mm. Okay. I love virgin blood. Do you say so? I do say so. Okay. You're the, you're the expert. You're the expert this week. Yeah. Vampire hunter Richard Alano. I doubt that. Not Anton. Just want to make that clear. My name yeah. is not Anton. <laughs> it also doesn't seem to mind the taste of frozen dirt because it's said to use its metal teeth to chew its way out of its grave during the winter 
when its hands have frozen solid due to poor coffin insulation. <laughs> Better make sure I get that coffin insulated before. Why I don't they just wait till summer? I mean, there's the undead and shit. It's not like they're going anywhere. Well, they don't have any time management skills. Apparently not. That's shitty. A little chilly in here. Let's get out. <laughs> yeah. They get hungry. All right. They need a snack, Steve. Crawling out of my grave in the wintertime. Sure. So that was number eight. Let's go down to number seven, the Asasa Bonsan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chances are you're familiar with the old urban legend of the Hook Man. Well, no. as it, what? The Hook Man. You know, you're the guy with the fucking it. hook. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Where he leaves it on the. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All that was left was a bloody hook. That legend? That's the one. Okay. There you go. Glad you're on board. As it turns out, the Ashanti people tell the similar but much creepier tale of the Asasa Ponsam, a strange vampire with curved iron hooks instead of feet that lives deep within the African forests. It hunts by dangling from the branches of trees and thrusting said hooks into you when you pass underneath it. Once it's hoisted you up into the tree, it devours you alive with its iron teeth, then presumably spends the rest of the night cleaning your stubborn bloodstains off its hooks so they won't rust. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> Unlike most vampires, it feeds on both humans and animals. One oddly specific detail about the assassin. Unlike Bonsam, most vampires, it doesn't adhere to the legend at all. <laughs> it's very OCD as well. It's got to be clean. Hmm. Continue. When it's prey, it's human. It will make a point of biting off the thumb first before <laughs> moving on to the rest of the body. Why? why that is. Yeah, it doesn't say. It's against it, the fawns. I guess it just doesn't like thumbs. <laughs> or maybe thumbs are the tastiest part of your body. Maybe. Could be. Never eaten a thumb, so I don't know. Hmm. So but other, other parts you've been down with? It's like a turkey. You go straight for the leg. Right. If you say so, Steve. That oh, makes yeah. sense. Okay. Dark meat. Okay. So number six is the Varicolokai. And it's probably the most powerful of all vampires. Hmm. Can it remove so, its head? Why no. are you on this? <laughs> why is that the thing that matters to you the most? I mean, that's pretty damn powerful. I'm just yes. saying. It's pretty damn powerful, but you know, like, why is that one sticking with you? We had that guy with the hooks. But the hooks are, yeah. Yeah. It's just hooks. Steve's not impressed. Dude can pickle his own entrails and shit. <laughs> and still live. That's your, that's your idea of cool, is it? That's why you're on board with the, uh, with the panaganglum. No, I, I think it's all bullshit, but I, I think that's very powerful. Have you ever I been to Malaysia? Look... No, no, sir. So how do you know it's bullshit? You're right. You've got me there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once again, Steve, I've defeated you with my cool, logical brain. Mm. 
So, uh, most powerful of all vampires, yada, yada. So it may come as a surprise that with very little known about it, aside from the fact that it is a tongue twister of a name, it is said to be a dermatologist's worst nightmare, sporting pale, dry skin that no amount of body lotion can cure, but to otherwise have the appearance of a human being. Strangely, for so feared a creature, the Vara Kolakai only has one known power. It has the Who ability, the the ability to not be moisturized. He's it only has, got one power. It has, yeah, but it's pretty fucking impressive power. All right, let's 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 see what it is. It has the ability to swallow the sun and the moon. Oh, I guess you're right. That is pretty powerful. Again, Richard, you win. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> which uh, roughly translates to it can cause eclipses. Which has got to be the mother of all party tricks. Yeah. How is it a vampire? If someone did that at a party, I would be damn impressed, yes. Yes. To do so, however, it needs to fall asleep, because apparently causing astronomical events that the world would still be terrified. It only has its power when it sleepwalks? Yeah. That's true. So that's the Avarakolokai. Yeah, but it doesn't do... It, how is that a vampire? It eats the sun and moon. It can be whatever it wants Vampires to be. don't eat suns and moons. They drink blood. I'm sorry. I wasn't aware that you were a member of the... Uh, of the... Uh, of the yeah, vampire... Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Of the vampire, vampire Fraternity Brotherhood Association. Boo. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even close to being good. Fucking boo. <laughs> Carry on. I think it was quite good, actually. <laughs> okay. Keep thinking. I'm going to. So, number five <laughs> is the uplaw. So, remember the Russian upyear we discussed earlier? <laughs> well, it has a Polish cousin called the upyear. <laughs> the, dumb, the dumb cousin. Hey, 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 I'm part of Oh, 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 sorry, Steve. <clears throat> I'm not. Right? I'm sorry for your loss. So thank you for that irrelevant interruption. <laughs> That's renowned for being even more cuckoo for blood. In fact, his bloodthirst is so <laughs> immense. Cuckoo and for Cocoa Puffs. Mm, that too. Yeah. It's so immense and insatiable that aside from drinking enormous quantities of it, the upia enjoys bathing in it and sleeping in it. Its body is also filled with so much of it that staking it will cause it to explode in a gigantic burst of blood. <laughs> worthy no, only. It takes particular pleasure in feeding on the friends and family it had back during its good old human days. <laughs> so if one of your friends or relatives has recently turned you into Upia, you should know you're probably going it on its grocery list. Uh, when it eventually finds you, it will immobilize you in a powerful embrace and then stick its barbed tongue into your neck and drink you dry. That's a vampire-ish. I, yeah. I, can see, I can see where that one could be considered a vampire, sure. Oh, that one passes your fucking vampire. It didn't have anything to do... The other one didn't have anything to do with vampirism. Drinking blood is what makes a vampire a vampire. It eats the fucking sun and moon. It's not a vampire. It's pretty impressive. That's I didn't say it was unimpressive. I just said it's not a vampire. I shouldn't be on a list. We should only and, have... And he's a connoisseur, no. Richard. 
He's a connoisseur. Yes. He likes his vampires to be traditional. He's a purist. That's right. That's right. Okay, so number four, the noon tota. So warning, if you're a hypochondriac type, you might want to avoid this entry. The noon tota is a walking biological weapon of mass destruction that does only one thing and one thing only. It brings death wherever it goes. <laughs> Carries any number of horrific plagues and lethal diseases, which it spreads around like candy in whatever town it happens to be passing through, contaminating anyone and anything around it. Unsurprisingly, it's said to have only been seen times at times of widespread epidemics. The Noontona's body is covered in open sores and wounds that are constantly oozing with pus, and which probably play a part in spreading its deadly germs. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with it. Its awesome German name literally translates to Killer of Nine, a reference to the belief that a buried corpse takes nine days to transform it into a noon tota. Hmm. Again, not a vampire. It falls on his victims in hospital beds and saps them of their strength before digging its fangs into their ah. neck or back and sucking them dry of blood. Okay, vampire. Steve, you're, you're being a real flip-flopper. Well, no, until then, I mean, until we heard that it sucked blood, it didn't fit into vampire stereotype. Okay. And yeah, I'm stereotyping vampires. Wow, mm -hmm. that's just racist. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. So number three, we're heading you're gonna, down. You're going to get a bunch of emails from goth chicks. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing about vampires. Mm. It'd be really pissed when they find out that Vlad Tepes thing is a load of bollocks. If anybody would like to see any of these creatures, you can see them in um, some hentai movies in which they'll be sticking their tentacles into Japanese girls. Ah! Oh. <laughs> ah! It is what they'll do, yes. I've been looking for another excuse to use that, haven't you? Yeah, it was a, it was a stretch. <laughs> it worked, but... though. It did, no, it worked. All right. I liked it. So number, number three, three, heading down to Australia. And it's a weird one. Aboriginal legends from down under describe the Yaramaya Wu. Yaramaya Wu. It's just a, a noise. <laughs> Yaramaya Wu. Hmm. A uh, 1.25 meter humanoid with red skin and a massive head who spends its time perched in a tree. Spends its time trying to kill the people that are getting killed by the actual creatures that live in Australia. I was going to say, vampires would actually be a step down from the natural fauna in Australia. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> the townspeople are relieved when it's just this thing. Oh, just a well, it's not a spider? All right, cool. We're okay. Just a vampire. Calm down, lads. Uh, so if you happen to pass down under that tree, it jumps down onto you, sticking to your body with its small suckers that cover its fingers and toes, so no matter how hard you struggle, it can't be shaken off. So far, so creepy. But what really ensures the Yaramayahu a place on this list is its methods of feeding. Because it has no fangs of any kind, it sucks your blood through the suckers on its hands and feet until you're too weak to escape or even move. 
then leaves you on the ground like a discarded half-empty can of juice while it wanders off, presumably to frolic with the koalas and kangaroos. Oh, yeah. That's what you do. When it returns, it gets down to business, swallowing you whole with its immense mouth, then regurgitating you after some time, <laughs> still alive and in one piece. Jeez, that insult in, in, to injury there. Holy Lord. The process Good. is repeated again and again, with you growing smaller and a little redder each time. <laughs> Finally, you guessed it. You turn into a Yaramayahoo yourself. Yeah. Hmm. That is a pretty disgusting way of turning someone into a vampire. <laughs> How many licks does it get to the center? <laughs> 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 oh, that's disgusting. But yes, oh, funny. <laughs> so, number two, the Nelapasi. One, a two, <laughs> a three. Leave it to the chips <laughs> to come up with something this unsettling. And then the Nelapasi. Nelapsy is a walking cadaver that can't be bothered to wear clothes, and so it goes around hunting its prey naked. Mm. That combined with its glowing red eyes, long filthy black hair, needle thin teeth, is enough to make us want to keep the lights on at night. But unfortunately, it's only the tip of the iceberg. In fact, the Nelapsy is easily one of the most powerful and downright evil of all vampires. It can destroy entire villages at once. And like that guy who know who keeps getting banned from the all-you-can-eat buffets, won't stop feeding until daybreak. No matter how much it's already had in one night, it's not a picky eater feeding on livestock as well as humans, and will either kill you by ripping you apart with its teeth or by crushing you in its trademark bear hug. It's actually trademarked? Hmm. Probably. <clears throat> Gene Simmons is working on it. And in... <laughs> Good one. Mm -hmm. An embrace so powerful it shatters your bones. If it gets a chance, though, it will try and make you last as long as it can before finishing one off, and is known to torture its victims for weeks before they die. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, guy. Great, dude. That's I'm, glad, I'm glad he's but, on the But can he eat the sun and the moon? No, he can't eat the sun and the moon. Then fuck him. That's great. Here we go, the final vampire from India. The Indian Brahma Parushma may not be as powerful as the Nelapsi, but incredibly, it is even creepier. Mm. Like all the best serial killers, it enjoys taking trophies of its victims. In this case, their intestines. <laughs> and it's so proud of its kills that it wears said trophies wrapped around its head like a turban. That's a, He's a shy boy, Will. It's a, a pretty gutsy wardrobe choice, if you ask me. I guess so. <laughs> Get it? Because, yeah. Hmm. Okay, I, I Wasted on you. No, this I is one it. vampire you definitely want to fall prey to. When it catches you, it first drains your blood into a skull that it carries around wherever it's going, then slowly drinks from it like a glass of 30-year-old skull. Ah, Bob, I knew him well. <laughs> After that, it's skull-cracking time. The Brahma Bar uh, Parushma removes your brain, its favorite delicacy, and feasts on it due to its immense hunger the Brahma Parushma 
needs to consume several humans before it can feel truly sated. So by the time it's done feeding, its lair is littered with bodies. What does it do then? It, what it actually does is wrap its entire body in its victim's intestines mm. and starts to perform a ritual dance around their butchered corpses. <laughs> oh, and one last thing. It oh, says, just... Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> and it has no known weaknesses and there's nothing you can do to protect yourself from it. Wasn't she a great big fat person? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> most of these I don't know right? and that ladies and gentlemen are no vampires whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> I was you know stunned that you couldn't come up with enough on just your normal everyday vampire but whatever you yeah, had to go, you had to go off the wall vampires have been done to death hmm Whatever, you know. They're a staple, though. They are. <laughs> Something to be said about that. I guess so. I don't know what to what say. You, you want to say, but... Yeah. I hear you. So that was great, Richard. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on all of them. Mm. Oh, you suck. I'm feeling your enthusiasm. <laughs> well, you know floating heads you two didn't give a shit about this show then sons and eating it wasn't that i didn't give a shit about the show at all i think the timing of the topic is a little off no i thought it was all right there was a christmas one in there yeah okay there was a kind almost of, christmas kind of a time, yeah, sure. epiphanies and stuff yeah, yeah. so Krampus next year, week sounds good and the legend of santa claus after that Saint Nick. Yeah. That Good magical that Nick. magical bastard. Anyhow. Uh on that note, Steve, do you have any news? Here comes Steve with the news. I promise to fix that, Steve. <laughs> it's royalty free, so we'll be all right. It is. <laughs> Paranormal investigators blocked. Oh, this is from Unlike Richard, I give my sources. Hmm, Premier, right, Premier.org.uk. Paranormal investigators. While you're doing the news, I'll look for the source. <laughs> yeah, okay. Paranormal investigators blocked from South Yorkshire Church Graveyard. A group of so called paranormal investigators have been barred from staging a meeting at a graveyard of a church in South Yorkshire. Did I say that right? I think I said that right. Hmm. Rotterham based paranormal XP. X TV had planned to gather in Raw Marsh last weekend, but St. Mary's Church threatened legal action if they went ahead. The parochial church List council. Verse. List verse is the source. Ah, there you go. Mm. Continue, Steve. Okay. The parochial church council, or the PCC, erected a sign warning against the event going ahead, saying it was against Christian values. It read, the PCC wishes to clearly state that this is a Christian burial site and the planned event is in direct contradiction to Christian doctrine as understood by the Church of England. You guys have a Church of England? That's pretty cool. What, what are you fucking kidding me? 
Well, I've, I've heard of it, but I thought that it ended in like 1640 or something. No, of course we've got the Church of England. Hmm. So unlike us, where we we don't have like a Church of the United States, I mean it's no. You've got Scientology, which is a hell of a lot more ludicrous. Mm, I can't disagree. Hmm. Par Paranormal X have no permission to gather in these grounds for the planned purpose, and it should. And should the event go ahead, the organizers may be su subject to legal proceedings. Wow, that's pretty harsh. Uh, Paranormal X PXTV, which was founded in 2015, has visited the church in the past, including dur during two occasions in the summer of 2016. Founder and psychic Mark Smith told Premier, how didn't he know that this was going to happen? He's a psychic. Well, you know, they, they're, they're mystical, Steve. Yeah, okay. I I understand the church's perspective given their beliefs which are based on doctrine and scripture, but I do not think but I do think it was a little unfair. Uh the church has got the public right of way as far as I was concerned. I wasn't doing anything wrong. Or church has got a public right of way, so you're allowed to be there apparently. Hmm. It's not like we were going there causing criminal damage or being disrespectful. Uh, Premier approached St. Mary's, but the church declined to comment. Bastards. They wouldn't even comment. Yeah. The neither did, neither did the place. ghosts in the fucking graveyard. No. None of them did. This is from irishtimes.com. This is a good one. Ghost okay. of... This is about a ghost. Ghost of murdered Saudi journalist haunts the G20 summit. Mm-hmm. And there is no story. Are we talking about Khashoggi? Sure. I don't know. Richard sent me a story with no content. So, awesome. But this guy is a ghost and he haunted them. As he should. I mean, he was kind of yes, know, Kashi brutally Kashi murdered. Khashoggi, or however you pronounce that. Right. But he was there at the G20 summit and he haunted it, apparently. No. Thanks, Richard. Good for, good for him, Steve. Story with no content. Thank you, sir. Uh... <laughs> from the news.com.au uh, teacher reveals creepy details after Aussie ghost sighting in rare audio. Ooh, another ghost. Creepy. Extremely, extremely rare audio has emerged. I'm noticing a trend here, Steve. Creepiness? Ghosts. Oh, ghosts, yeah. Well, the next one's not a ghost story. So. Oh, we Extreme. got four. Mm -hmm. Bill, well, because he sent me one that didn't have any content. Ah. So I kind of, you know, needed a fourth one, apparently. Gotcha. Extremely rare audio has emerged online that is believed to be of an interview with the only adult known to have spoken about an infamous 1996 or 1966 mass UFO sighting in Melbourne. On April 6, 1966, over 300 students and some staff reportedly witnessed a UFO flying silently in the sky before disappearing behind some nearby trees. I remember that. Oh, I don't remember that. I remember the story. Uh, on it, I wasn't even born in 1966. I couldn't remember that. But Andrew Greenwood was a teacher at West Hall High School when the object was spotted, and is one of the only adults to have spoken about his experience. It has been 52 years since the alleged sightings, but there are very few eyewitness details that have emerged in that time. Through uh, though rare audio believed to be an interview between Mr. Greenwood and American physicist Dr. James E. McDonald may shed some light on what really happened. The audio was recently published by the YouTube channel QUFOSR and claims to be a huge piece of evidence for the case. 
uh, a recording of Mr. McDonald describing the interview had been posted online before, but audio of the actual interview is rare. How is it rare if it's on the internet? I, I don't fucking know. News.com cannot verify the claims th that it is in fact Mr. McDonald and Mr. Greenwood speaking on the tape still brings an interesting perspective on uh, the baffling case. At the beginning of the interview, Mr. Greenwood told Mr. McDonald that he initially brushed off the girl that ran into his classroom claiming there was a UFO outside. However, at recess time, he thought he might as well go have a look, and purely out of curiosity. It was then that he saw about 300 students and a few teachers all gathered on the oval. I'm guessing there's an oval in the middle of the uh, playground. I observed the object. Yeah. I observed the object everyone was looking at. It was gray against a blue-gray sky, so I didn't see, immediate, see it immediately, Mr. Greenwood said. The only thing I've got to compare it against is some smaller-sized Cessna aircraft, and it was approximately two-thirds the length of one of those. He said it was hard to make out the exact shape, but the best he could describe it was a big plate with a bulge in the middle. <laughs> he said bulge. According to Mr. Greenwood, the object moved in a very strange way and was a lot faster than any other aircraft he had ever seen. What the hell is that? What? I don't know. It sounds like Richard's snoring over there. He could be. Did you fall asleep, Richard? No, I'm here. Yeah. There it is again. Yeah, it's, uh, it's some feedback. Some type uh, of feedback. It did hover at times. It seemed to be able to accelerate and disappear out of sight. And then someone would see it over in another part of the sky, he said. It moved a considerable distance away very rapidly, and it, I think it's snoring, and then moved back again. At the one point, the object moved towards the crowd, but it moved in such a way that it was impossible to know it was moving until it was right in front of you. It came towards us. What? Huh? He's yelling at one of his ferrets quietly. It came towards us, uh, not that we could see it actually coming towards us, but we could see it was closer than it was before. It would go up and down, could move slowly, but generally seemed to hover or move really fast, he said. Really hmm. fast. Pretty cool interview. There's a lot more, but I'm not going to read it. So sure. Look that up. Yeah. QUFOSR Q on YouTube, and you can see it. For yourself. Mm -hmm. Finally, an American news source. Oh. Mm, Seattle Times. Ooh. Seattle. Seattle. Well. Almost Canadian, I think, but Bigfoot, Bigfoot, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty close to Canada. Bigfoot hunters aren't crazy, just curious. Says, yeah, this <laughs> wild things po a podcaster Laura Krantz. Uh, when former NPR editor and producer Laura Krantz read a 2006 Washington Post article about, is that the one that Matt Knapp was in? I wonder. It was about anthropologist Grover Krantz. She wondered if he might have been a distant relative, being that her name is. Krantz and all. <clears throat> it turned out he was. And that wasn't all. Krantz also discovered that when Grover Krantz wasn't busy as a preeminent anthropologist, he was hunting the elusive Sasquatch. Sasquatch? Sasquatch all over the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, from now on, it's Sasquatch. <laughs> Rebranded. Krantz's journalistic curiosity got the best of her, and she soon found herself interviewing scientists and amateur Bigfoot hunters, because there are no pro Bigfoot hunters, well, there are a couple, and venturing into the deep of the forest in search of Bigfoot, but most of those don't have time for us, or at least some insight into the people who can just quit looking, can't just quit looking for the ape-like creature. 
Krantz's investigations didn't turn her into a hardcore or hardcore, not hardcore, hardcore Bigfoot believer. But when she did become the host and producer of a new podcast, Wild Things, available on Stitcher and iTunes, by the way, on the podcast, uh, Krantz explains the uh, examines the evidence, histories, scientists, and believers that have all made her wonder if Bigfoot might be real after all. Mm. Yeah. But we're not all crazy. Yes, we are. Don't listen to that. We are uh, all crazy. I think she's she, a, she a goes bit on off to, the mark. She goes on to say, my feeling is to embrace Bigfoot and what Bigfoot stands for, even if you don't believe. I Big think feet? there's something. Is that what he stands I think, for? I think there's something worthwhile in having a little Bigfoot in your life. You see, oh. he's not the hero we need or the hero we want. No, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that fellows is the, oh, the news such as it is. Goodbye. What? I I don't know. Uh, it, it just gets worse and worse every week. Every week, Steve. Every like one of them nightmares that you just can't wake week. up from. Yeah, pretty much. And I vowed to make it worse. That's right. that's obvious. I don't think he can, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. was, hold my beer, Steve. <laughs> so next week is Krampus? Krampus, yes, because he threw yeah. a hissy fit last week. I'm not throwing a hissy fit. Just <laughs> the way I think things should go. It's a joke, Chris. Calm down. Okay. He's going to do a, you know... The history of Krampus, except we're only going to talk about top other, ten other demon-like creatures yeah. that have nothing top to do with Christmas. Demon-like creatures that you know may what? Or may not be I Krampus. made a mistake with the Dracula thing, <laughs> and I tried to salvage it. Okay, I apologize. Apology declined. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was going to say accepted, didn't you? Ha. Maybe he did. Ha. Anywho, on that note. This has been the 40 and Slip, episode 53, the not-so-legend of Dracula. If you like this shit, hit the little thumbs-up button. If you don't, hit the little thumbs-down button. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Check out Matt Knapp at YouTube.com forward slash Bigfoot Crossroads. Check out Bigfootin' with Keith and Colin on Facebook. That's Richard's comic strip. We're doing Check the out, days of Christmas. Ah, there you go. Uh, check out... Good old Phil Polling at Parabreakdown, youtube.com forward slash Parabreakdown. And as always, throw a little love to our good friend Dreadfun at dreadfun.com and youtube.com forward slash Dreadfun. We will see you guys next week, and hopefully we'll be on point. No. Yeah, probably not. Doubt it. See ya!